You know Lynn is never gonna grow up as long as you keep taking care of her. Yeah, I mean, I may be a leech, but you're the one who enables me to be that way. And that's worse. Joan, Lynn would be a stronger person if you weren't always there for her. Independence Day. Amen to that. It's me, Nettie. It's me, Etsy. And we're here to give you the real on the latest episode of Oh Hell Yes, A Girlfriend's Podcast. Today we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 17, The Declaration of Lynn Dependence. Oh my God, when I read that, I don't know why this came into my head, but I guess that's just the way our world is right now and the primacy effect, but... The first thing I thought was those white people storming the Capitol. Chow, the whites <laughs> are at it again, but they bullshit. They are wildin'. No, seriously. They are wildin'. Yeah, so, you know, Declaration of Independence, Declaration of Independence. So, that came into my head. <sighs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about some other stuff to get that out of there. So, this episode originally aired March 5th, 2001, and it was written by Tim Edwards, and usually we get into uh, tweets about the previous episode to see what the, the streets is talking about. But this time we got some reviews and some kind words on Twitter about how we're doing. So I'm going to read a few of those. Starting with Twitter, Minda City and Tricks says self-care this morning meant listening to the at hell yes girl episode of the importance of being frank and when etsy rose said she's only watched the golden girls theme song i cackled for a good two minutes (laughs) girl that theme song is a1 top five it is a1 but you really gotta watch the show because (laughs) it's pretty lit like i've been watching that show i started watching it when i was like three or four you know because I'm old, and it was on TV when I was little, so... It's still on TV. I loved it back then. I love it now. Yeah, it's still on, and it's it's so just meaty. It's so meaty. And if you watch... um, What was that show you said you watched? Three's Company? Three's if you Company? like that, girl, if you can watch that white ass show, you can watch some <laughs> Golden Girls. Da, I promise da, da, to God. Da, da, da. <laughs> they got it. That's a nice little run, though. I like that part, that theme song. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. <laughs> um, And we got some... Reviews on Apple Podcasts, some five star reviews. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. Five star podcast. I thought um, We're going to start with Nyla, and the title is My Fave Podcast. Mm-hmm. This podcast is so relatable. I watched the entire Girlfriend series a few months ago, so it's nice to go back through the episodes and hear the perspectives of the hosts. Mm-hmm. Aw, I'm happy we can be your favorite podcast. That warms my heart. That's so sweet. Thank you, Nyla. And you know, I, I meant to say in the previous one too, I'm glad we can be a part of your self-care, hey. Minda City and Tricks. You know, self-care is very important, especially during a time like this, but you have a day at least of the week or a couple of days when you can just do things that, that make you happy and do what you want to do and recharge for the week. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad we can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And another five-star review came from Teacher Liz PDX. 
And she says that our podcast is what she's been looking for. She says, I've been re-watching Girlfriends all fall and winter and was really hoping there was a recap podcast. So glad these ladies are here. I'm one episode in and already a dedicated listener. Well, thank you, Liz. Yay, we're doing it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And anybody else that wants to come through and write a review, um, that'd be greatly appreciated. Five stars, five stars. And the rest of the new listeners, I've seen our numbers go up pretty significantly. So thank you guys for being here and welcome to Oh Hell Yes. Hey. So uh, let's get started. What do you think of this episode? It was a cute episode focusing on Lynn. I'm here for it. It needs to be addressed. Yeah, it is an important issue um, because we've gotten this far into the first season and we've seen what Lynn's about and... No one's really said anything. There have been a few comments here and there, but we've never really gotten to the meat of it, you know, or how she became the way she is or what the stats are. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to have this this episode to kind of educate us on that fact. So I'm going to start out with the cold open. <laughs> so we start off at the office with Jonah and Maya, and Maya is still seeing the side effects of her hormone treatment for her fibroid. So she's she's tweezing her chin hairs at her desk. <laughs> And Joan comes out of her office to ask, you know, what she wants for lunch, but is pretty much put off by eating because she sees Maya plucking. Mm -hmm. And Maya says she wishes that there were other much better side effects of this treatment, like walking orgasms. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be something? Or a higher IQ. Or a higher IQ. Very nice. I forgot about that one. But there isn't. So Joan says, you know, why don't you pluck your chin hairs in the bathroom? And Maya says, I did, but these ones grew in on the way back from the bathroom. (laughs) And it begins. So uh, tell me about this first scene. Tony storms into Joan's house and she has a paper saying that Lynn is about to go back to school for the umpteenth time. (laughs) Yeah. And they're really surprised because they're like, I didn't like Jones saying, I don't I didn't know there was more things she could apply for. Right. She's done it all. How many degrees you finna have, girl? Yeah. It's just like it just seems like she's just trying to collect them at this point. Like she's not trying to really do nothing with them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh Jones like, well, there's nothing else she can get a degree in at this point. And Tony says, Yeah, there is. Oh yeah, there's one left. It's called Anthropsycho, never get an apartment or jobology. <laughs> <laughs> So we find out that Lynn has been Van Wildering for nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. Eight of those years she spent living with Joan, and eight weeks of it was at Tony's, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't even know what to think about that. That's crazy. Eight years. Wow. Like, eventually, you're going to want to kind of get your own place to be, have your privacy, be a grown-ass woman. And I'm also thinking, Lynn, how do you make your money? <laughs> You ain't got a job. I was thinking that, too. Who's paying for these classes? I'm like, okay, um, let's say you don't have to pay for rent, but what about, like, eating and going clothes. out and clothes and everything else that comes with I guess Joan is the one paying for a lot of this stuff. She's she's saying that she had supported her financially most of the time for all these years. I don't know. Unless she has some kind of, like, trust fund. You know, she was adopted by white parents, so... Hmm. They be having like a little nest egg waiting on you when you turn 18 and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Is that a generalization? Or like, For the whites? Uh, all of them don't. Most of them don't, to be honest. Not all of them, but a lot of them. 
Not a little, 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 little something tucked in. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Because I'm thinking if you can't even pay for a place to stay, how are you paying for college? But all right. Financial aid, I don't know. But John has been taking care of this girl for eight years. Like it's like having a kid. It's like she has a child. Mm -hmm. And Tony says she can't do it anymore. She can't house this girl anymore because she wants her privacy. Now that her and Greg have been there together, they are confined to lovemaking in the bedroom only. And that's just not natural. Mm -hmm. She don't like that boring shit. Yeah, that's like regular people shit. You got to really like test all the rooms in the house, all the surfaces as well. (laughs) Counters, the floors, up against the fridge. Coffee table. <laughs> hey, try it all. Especially when you live alone, do do what you want to do. Explore. But both girls are happy in their lives, and they don't want to take care of Len. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they want to fuck as loud as they want and as often as they want. Mm-hmm. So they decide to do an intervention, and um, it's going to be at eight forty-seven. That way, she would she's going to least expect it, and if she makes a scene, they're in public. Mm-hmm. I just assumed all that because usually people have interventions in private, but. I don't know. I like that plan. Yeah. But first, we see Yvonne and William, our favorite couple. They're in another angle, and I almost thought this was a different restaurant. I was like... Yeah. It's weird because they are there. I don't even know. It's weird when I see, like, okay, Yvonne and William are at a table a few tables away, and then you have Tony and Joan at another table. It's like, did they purposely sit apart? I don't know. I always assume that if your friends are there... You're sitting with your friends. I never yeah. assume. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah, I see you over there. I'm just going to sit over here. Uh, it's just weird for me. But Yvonne is basically planning their date. She t- she really seems to wear the pants in the relationship. Mm. Well, she do- she is a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes it sound like a boring relationship because they do all these weird date things. Like they go on stakeouts. <laughs> William does lineups. Like he yeah. poses in the lineups. What do you? What does he get out of that? I don't know. Some weird kink fetish of almost getting caught for something that he didn't do. Uh, That's just weird. Unless he's getting some kind of. I don't even know how that works. Do they pay these guys to stand in these lineups? Or I don't know. I always thought they were like people who was accused of something, but they all fit a certain description, so they call them all in. I didn't realize that some of them were like didn't commit any crime. I heard, um, I don't know, I watch a lot of cop shows and detective shows and datelines and stuff like that. And sometimes they have just regular people off the street come in and do it. And then sometimes they have the detectives, if the um, witness hasn't seen any any of the detectives or certain ones, they'll put the detectives in plain clothes and put them in there if they fit the description. Mm. You know, so. Just to throw them know, off. But, yeah. To, to make sure that you're picking the right person. She says that they pick, they put the guilty person in number four, in spot number four all the time, which is like, you don't want that to get out. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to tell people that. Because then everybody will just pick number four all the time, even if, whether they're innocent or guilty or whether they look like the person that did the crime. So I don't know why, she, why that's a thing. But yeah, they go on stakeouts, they go to the shooting range, they do the police lineup thing. They did surveillance on a crack house, which is like... So romantic, That's true. Right. How do you get romantic on a date like that? <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. like it'd be cool for a second. Just to kind of see who goes in and out, what kind of people is around. But a second. Child, I'm not a That's trap a queen. I like the people people watch. I really do. Same. Am I weird for that? Okay. <laughs> no. No, you're not. 
at a trap house though shit can get crazy i hope y'all yeah, are far I enough i don't know what those people do or what they look like or how they act so just to kind of watch them for a few minutes and their tendencies that sounds interesting but like an all-night thing eh, nah that would get too old after a minute and the shooting range oh no i don't like loud noises and i'm scared of guns so this would not be my kind of thing <laughs> but he does compromise, even though he doesn't really want to do any of that stuff. The reason he doesn't want to, by the way, is because he wants a little time away from her. She's a bit intense. He wants time to go play basketball with the boys. So, yeah, he just he just wants to be a guy. I mean, they're always together all the time. She's kind of clingy and he wants to spend time apart. So that's the conversation. That's the B plot that we're getting with Yvonne and William. Mm-hmm. So not too far away from Yvonne and William's table is Tony and Joan, and they are fed up with Len. And tell Especially me about Tony. this scene. They are giving her an intervention, and Lynn needs to get her own place. She needs to get a jobby job. And Lynn is just like, girl, no, I don't want to confine to the government and the man. And I want to be my own person and be a free spirit. And Antonia is like, Those girl, you got, you, you, got, you got seven days to at least yeah. get a part-time job. Seven. Count them. Yeah. And, you know, she says they both are like, you know, you're addicted to school. And I get that. I get what, what they're saying. She doesn't want to go out to the real world because the real world sucks. She wants to stay in school where there's a syllabus and you follow it and you learn what you want to learn and there's a map out of what you need to do. And she doesn't want to get e eaten up by the real world. So initially she's trying to deflect. She's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have a problem, whatever. And they're just like, yeah, we've been supporting you financially and house nanchally and clothing nanchally for the Food nanchally. Food nanchally, all the nanchalies. And we just can't fucking do this shit anymore. So... Seven days mm -hmm. or you out. And mm -hmm. we don't give a fuck. Uh, they don't say that. They do care. Joan cares more. Joan seems... Tony's more like... More hard-ass. And Joan's like... Joan's more of like... Oh, no. Is she gonna be okay? How's she gonna yeah, do this like, herself? I'm like, ain't y'all all the same age? Like, what's going on? Yeah, Lynn's a grown-ass woman. I don't know what that's about. Um, and Lynn tries to play the sympathy card. She's like, I thought you guys were my friends. And I thought you cared about me. I'm just trying to finish my education, and I thought you had my back. Yeah, they do care about you. That's why they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't want you to be a bum for the rest of your life. At least they sat you down and said something instead of, like, just cutting you off and ghosting you. Like, right. they could have just did that. I'm saying. They didn't need to give you this courtesy. I mean, Tony couldn't do that, because you can't ghost somebody who's living at your house, but. <laughs> hey, shit. Put their shit out on the lawn. Change the locks while they're out. I don't know. She goes somewhere. Damn. Cold-blooded. I mean, how else is she going to learn? <laughs> if you keep leaving the door open, she's going to keep coming through. True. But Lynn says, you know, I thought you guys had my back. And Tony says, we do have your back. I'm just tired of seeing it laying on my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny line that they end on. And yep, yep. That's, that's the old tomato. That's the old tomato. <laughs> so back at the office, what's going on with Maya? Maya is having more um, side effects for her fibroids. Yeah. Dang, that's tough, too, because you don't know when it's going to end. You got to keep doing this until it goes away, until the fibroid shrinks. I think that was the, the point. Mm-hmm. Now I was so against surgery. Now I'm just like, child, if you don't just cut that shit out, 
Yeah, because that'll be quick. You know, this shit that she's going through, you don't know when it's going to end. So she's at her desk with like a handheld fan and a spray mister Mm -hmm. spraying her face. And she's trying her best with this treatment. Mm Mm-hmm. Hot flashes at 25? Lord. Hot flashes just, that's that's tough. Especially when you live in, you live in Cali. Right. It's already hot enough as it is. You're so. going to be hot all the motherfucking time. Poor Maya. She looks great, though. Her hair looks great. Oh, she's been looking very pretty. I mean, she's always pretty, but it's like, it's been gradually going up. I don't know if it's been like that for every girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, my eyes are playing with me, but it seems like, I don't know if they're getting a better budget or what. Or they're perfecting their style, the makeup. The makeup here and they're dress person ain't the same person. Yeah, they're doing their thing. But after, as they're talking about this, uh, the hormone treatments, uh, William comes through and he's like in front of the desk and he's talking to Joan. He's like, Joan, hey, can I bend your ear for a second? And she's like, yeah, sure. He is so corny. Can I bend your ear she, for a second? <laughs> What's he talking and about? And she's thinking it means he's going to say something she needs to listen to. So she's like, yeah, sure. And he walks over to her ear. He puts his hand on it and bends it. <laughs> Not only that, he's giggling. He's a fool. Like a child that just saw like a small animal uh, <laughs> jump up into its arms. Like he, the giggle in his face and the light in his eyes, he looks like a fucking child. I can't, <laughs> I can't with him. But he wants to bend her ear about the fact that Yvonne's been spending a lot of time with him. Oh, a bit too much time, actually. Mm-hmm. And he feels like she'd be better suited for hanging out with the girls. Okay. I don't know about all that. Uh, she's different. She's a different personality than the, than the girls are. Yeah, I feel like they're all four different personalities, but but it meshes well. Um, with Yvonne, she's kind of too out there. She's a little too left for me. Yeah. With this set like, of girls, set of women. She's definitely goofy. And you can actually tell when they all hang out that it's different. It's different with the, the four of them and her, like in the later scenes. It's like something's off. Mm-hmm. Like the way she talks to them, the way they react to her. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So he's like, yeah, invite her to the stuff y'all do, the girly stuff, hangouts at the house, lunches, all that stuff. And Joan agrees. And William says, okay, I'll drop Yvonne off at your house. Just let me know if I need to pack her a lunch. Treating her like a kid, just like Joan's treating Lynn like a kid. I see the parallels. Mm-hmm. I do see the parallels. And at that moment, Lynn comes through to the office to talk to Joan. Mm-hmm. She has the audacity to show up at Joan's work when she don't got no job. Because <laughs> it's only a day left, right? It's only a day yeah, left. Yeah, well, that should be the most important day. She's like, okay, I only got a day left. What am I going to do? She can't find no job. So she's trying to head over to Joan. It is the most important day. That, that's why she's at Joan's job. Uh-uh. Me, myself, personally, that would be like the day. Like maybe day one, I'd be hanging out at Joan's job, just chilling. But that last day, my back's up against the wall. It is crunch time. I'm pounding a pavement or I'm pounding the keyboard trying to look for something. I don't think she's trying wasting to, time. I don't think she's um hanging out at Joan's job just to chill. She's like, okay, girl, I need to come to your crib because Tony going to kick yeah. me out. Right, right. But I just feel like every second counts. That's what I feel like. But yeah, that's what she's asking for. She needs a little more time. She needs an extension mm-hmm. because... She's not finding anything. Do you think that maybe if they really want her to find a job that they should help her or give her like knowing her history that she may need a little push in the right direction? Yeah, I think that'll be a good call. Like give her a basic timeline um, since she's kind of never really had one <laughs> in her adult life. 
I yeah. think that it would be a good idea just to be like, this is what you do. Let me fix up a resume for you, girl. Whatever we can scrape up, child, because you ain't got much experience, but... <laughs> Yeah, and why not? I mean, Joan, um, Joan can find something in the office for her to do, legal wise. Some you type know, of file these away. assistant or something. You know, Maya's dealing with her hormone issues. Why not? You know, give her a little temp work, mm-hmm. give her a little temp job. You know, because she can't do nothing long term right now because she's not mature enough to stick with anything. Mm-hmm. Give her like you know something that she can do quick, make some quick money, point in the right direction. I think that would have been good, but they didn't do that, and. When Lynn is asking for for more time, Joan imagines a, a scenario where her and Lynn are both like really, really old, like damn near 80, maybe a little <laughs> older. And Lynn's like, hey, Joan, I found a lead on a job, but they're really old. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have and that. And all of a sudden, down. yeah, Lynn has this thick Southern accent when she says it. I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Joan! I think I found a lead on the job. I'm like, what in the world type of... <laughs> why is so thick? And since yeah, when? Like, She's in Cali. Yeah, and she doesn't have an accent. Well, not a Southern one at this point. So we're in the, I guess, last 50 years. Well, you never know her walks of life. She could have acquired a Southern accent. Who knows where life had brought her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, She's still is. sitting next to Jones, so they're probably still in Cali. Um... But yeah, Joan gives her 24 more hours to find a job. So in the next scene, Tony runs into Joan's house again mm-hmm. without knocking. She just busted the door open, just so excited. And mm-hmm. she says, Lynn has finally found a job. She done paid what? her $300, child. Yes, for the coin. <laughs> yeah. And it seems so quick, too. Like, you made it in a day? Right. 300 in one day? Like, you got paid in cash? Okay. And I forgot how this ended, so I was like, damn, good for her. <laughs> but the gag is... The gag is, Lynn is, Lynn in is own, now. <laughs> old girl's backyard. That's the gag. <laughs> she's she's clearing out brush. And it's crazy because, like, Lynn is so willing to do a hard job like that that requires so much energy and being out in the heat and doing all this brush work where she can probably get injured or poked in the eye Mm -hmm. as opposed to a job where she's indoors maybe pushing paperwork or doing something you know that's a bit safer so Mm -hmm. it's really weird that she's willing to do this kind of job like Mm -hmm. clear out brush that she doesn't want to get a regular job right it would be more convenient for her to be inside you know not dealing with labor like this Mm-hmm. You know, I guess she doesn't want to be struck down with the schedule that she has to do for the man and mm-hmm. has to do holidays and shit like that. So mm-hmm. something kind of like flexible and short term is something that she likes. Mm-hmm. I feel like the anonymity of being a she also doesn't want to like talk to people, which a lot of jobs entail, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know, I was I was thinking in the past few episodes, we've seen her do volunteer work like she worked at the shelter Mm. on thanksgiving and that's that's with people and she also did the suicide hotline so she can actually talk to people and she can use those talents to do something for pay i know that those were free jobs that she wanted to do to help people but i feel like she could somehow finesse that into some kind of work Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah definitely i mean you can get paid for some of those things all those things aren't free she just did them for free 
So if she can put that yeah. on her resume and say, you know, this is how many organizations I've worked with. Here's who can vouch for me on how good I am at this skill. Then, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if she's going to do it for free, why not do it for pay? I mean, come on now. You're desperate at this point. Mm hmm. But Joan felt so bad for her when she saw her standing outside of the Home Depot and remembered that she's probably going to be homeless in 24 hours. So she gave her a job cleaning up brush because she would have had to hire somebody to do it anyway. Why, so was why not hire one of your best friends? Why was Lynn standing outside of a Home Depot? Who knows? They don't even talk about that. They don't even go into detail about that. But I'm sitting here imagining her like hanging out loitering i don't know it's so it's so random though home depot not a mall not <laughs> maybe she went to apply at home depot and then she was just hanging out for a bit trying to figure out her next move and that's when joan saw her mm. okay so tony is not happy about this and ends up giving the money that lynn paid her for rent to joan because she's like Lynn's moving back in with you anyway, so here's the money. I would have kept it. That, isn't that $300 for back rent? Yeah. She's, she's been there for eight weeks. Why not just take that as the rent that, that she used or mm-hmm. as the time that she stayed there? Yeah. I don't understand why she gave it back to her, especially since Joan got money. She don't need, she don't need that desperately. Mm-mm. So the next scene, the girls are at Joan's house. Even Yvonne is there. Hey, Yvonne. Before she gets there. Hey, girl, Hey. Yvonne's hanging out with some of the coolest girls in L.A. Look at her. She done came up and shit. I don't know how comfortable I am with her being there, like, without Joan. Because it's like, you're not even cool with her like that to be out here in her crib. Yeah, and I think it was like, who invited her? Like, not in in general, but, like, who invited you to Joan's house while she's not here? (laughs) But also, how did all of them get in there at that time, too? Like, (laughs) I'm convinced that they have a key. Yeah, but you know, she didn't even, Joan didn't even notice or know that they were going to be there. So what if she had a bad day and she came home and she just wanted to cry and she's like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get this out of my system. I'm just going to cry it out. And she walks in and there's all the girls. She's going to have a lot of emotional be support because all them girls are over there. I guess. I guess. But they're there and she's wondering, is it a party that I wasn't invited to? And they're like, no, this is your intervention. Mm? What? She's like, bitch, for what? I don't got no fucking... No problems. Addictions. <laughs> She's addicted to enabling. And, well, yes, she is. And Tony says... You enable the dysfunctional behavior of your friends by protecting them from the consequences of their actions. Because Joan has a hard time seeing Lynn be broke and inept. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just like, damn, like, I don't want to see my friend struggle. Damn. Yeah, but if she's not trying to help herself, then she's using you at that point. Right. Like, I can understand if someone fell on hard times to no fault of their own, but Lynn isn't trying. Oh, no, you not know? at all. Not at all. Yeah. And so this is why this is happening. And as Tony is explaining what the intervention is about... She keeps pausing to look down at her arm. Mm-hmm. It's actually very well acted. And Joan says, Tony, did you write all this on your arm? And she's like, yeah, but it, it doesn't make it any less true. <laughs> so um, in this scene, Lynn actually agrees that Joan is enabling her. I mean, I may be a leech, but you're the one who enables me to be that way. And that's worse. 
which Excuse is like... Excuse me? Yeah. Lynn, should you even have been here? Because... That's what I'm saying. You should be looking for a job. Yeah. You, if you know what's going on and you're letting, you're just letting this happen. Of course she is, though. She knows that Joan's easy to, to convince. That's why she went to her office and realized that, okay, well, Tony ain't fucking with nothing I'm talking about. So let me go to Joan. She's an easy target. Mm-hmm. You know, Joan, so. Tony ain't here for the okie doke. Joan is. She's not. Joan's pretty weak in this episode when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it it it's mirroring her relationships um with men yeah almost like she's a people pleaser or she is definitely people pleaser she's a scared to tell people no she's a shelterer like she's <laughs> a shelter she's too attached <laughs> yeah like she she's like a parent that's always in your business like won't let you live mm. even when you're trying but tony distinguishes from Joan that Joan's an enabler because she let her stay at her place for eight years and Joan says wait and you let her stay at your place for eight weeks mm-hmm. Tony's like well I'm a friend because I only let her stay for eight weeks but you are an enabler because you let her stay at eight years mm. okay points were made tough love but I can also see like if I had a friend with a big ass house like that and she let me stay for free anytime I wanted to mm-hmm. and didn't have to like I didn't have to pay rent either. Mm-hmm. That'd be hard to turn down. I'm saying, I'm like, a Jones house is nice. Like, yeah. With nice what? Ranch style house. With what old girl would have been making at, if she would have a job? I mean, it ain't gonna be nowhere near nice as Jones, so. Nah, because Joan inherited that house anyway. So, what the thing is though, if she lived with Joan for all that time, and got a job, Joan would probably be like, okay, you can start paying me rent now because you have a job now. Mm. So it's almost like there was no reason for her to get a job when she's living with Joan because she she knows that as soon as she gets a job, she's either going to have to leave or Joan's going to start charging her. So that was also, that's another reason it was bad for her to stay at Joan's place. Mm-hmm. You know? I wish she would have gotten some type of job just so she could. If you don't want to pay rent, girl, at least save some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yvonne is there, too, because William wanted her to spend more time with the girls. And Yvonne is just this whole scene. She's so tone deaf. Mm-hmm. She's so fucking tone deaf. And I want to like her. You know, mm-hmm. she's trying, I guess, but it just doesn't work. She jumps in with her own idea of how this shit should go. OK, we aren't getting anywhere with this intervention stuff. Now, what we need is an interrogation. No. I played a good cop, and Tony, you just be yourself. I'm just like, and no one's laughing. Everyone's being serious because this is a situation that needs to be handled quickly. And Yvonne is just being silly. So I don't know if I could rock with her like that. Like, yeah, she's um, she's an acquired taste type I of person. I think there's a time and place for an Yvonne, mm-hmm. but not not in this intervention because she is really not taking it seriously. Which I understand because she doesn't have a dog in this fight. These are not her friends. These are mm-hmm. William's friends. So, sure, so she's here because she has to because her boyfriend told her he ain't really trying to be with her like that 24-7. So. <laughs> Which is like, okay, well, you don't have to hang out with, with the girls. You could have just like, you can go a spa day or something like that. You don't have to impose on these people intervention like this. But mm-hmm. <sighs> I just, I can't. I would rather hang out with Tony than Yvonne. If someone was like, yo, who would you rather <laughs> hang out with? I'd be like. And you know I don't like Tony, but 
Yvonne is so not grounded in reality. She's so goofy. That it, it'd be hard for me to, like, just enjoy my, my time. But she's doing all these jokes about, you know, baseball bats and roast beef and good cop, bad cop. Nobody's laughing because they're trying to get this figured out. And Tony mentions that Joan is an enabler because she let her friendship with Maya interfere with her role as her boss. Mm. I was like, why are they bringing Maya into this? Mm -hmm. That was a weird angle. I'm like, excuse me? And then Maya's like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, y'all better focus on on Lynn. (laughs) I know you let her come in late and take all these extra Uh, 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 Skirt back up. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that Lynn example was strong enough. There is no need to be going off on these cockamamie tangents. She's like, skirt? Don't be trying to fuck up my my quote unquote sick days. This is about Joan and Lynn, but I guess she's trying to make a point that she's an enabler all around. I mean, how does how does Joan enable Maya though? I don't see any any because place Maya there. be lax on her job. Like, yeah, she, she let her do those off days. Remember we talked about going to Magic Mountain and getting her hair done. And um, Tony says she lets her show up late to work. Mm, um, she let her pluck her. I mean, for huh, right, right. For God's sake, she was plucking her chin hairs at the desk, and Joan was kind of like she wasn't like don't. She did say don't do that at your desk. Go go somewhere else and do that. But Maya was just like whatever. I'm gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just Joan. So <laughs> I see. I see some points. I see some points. So Yvonne is like. <laughs> She just keeps saying stuff. I think it's time. She says, I think it's time you cop to this because I don't know how much longer we can contain the situation. Or another reference no one's laughing at. No one's paying attention to. Yeah, that shit fell flat. Damn, Yeah, it's just not the time for these jokes. I know she means well, but it's not the time. And Joan's like, I don't have anything to cop to. There's no situation here. And with all due respect, Yvonne, this is none of your business. (laughs) I agree with Joan because... We don't even know you. Like, mm-hmm. How did you even I'm get that here? kind of person when I'm having a serious argument with someone and a rando comes in with an opinion. <laughs> rando. I love that Ooh, I'll be like, do I know you? Do you know this conversation? When, how long have you known me? Like, um, and you are? And how does that relate <laughs> yeah. to the situation? Oh, okay. Right. But Joan's like, once again, I'm not an enabler. I just care about my friends. And Maya's like, yeah, but you care so much about your friends, they don't even know how to solve problems on their own. Mm. Just like this whole William and Yvonne thing. Mm-hmm. And then the laundry is aired. Okay. And like, skirt, skirt, what you mean, William and Yvonne? What that got to do with me? I thought y'all invited me here because y'all like me. Psych. Girl, please. Bitch. Didn't nobody like you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, you know... Yvonne's like shit so y'all only hanging out with me as a favor to William and even in this moment knowing of the deception mm-hmm. and finding out she was only invited here under false pretenses she's still being all jokey she can't be serious she don't she's fuck. like <laughs> I'm like it just don't bother you I would have left why didn't she leave Yvonne don't Are you care really that lonely? she can't really take social cues she's a tad bit socially awkward and so is William, to be honest. So they, they work together. But they, yeah, they're good for each other. <laughs> Let me bend your ear. Like, I'll do ya. And 
She says a whole bunch of cop lingo. So my boyfriend had to beg you to spend time with a loudmouth road cop that has a tendency to go off. <laughs> you know, it's too bad they don't make Kefla for the heart. I'm like, that's exactly what it's for. What the <laughs> fuck? Right? Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne. They shoot you in the chest. It's supposed to block it. Mm-hmm. It is for the... So, you know, she thought she had some real girlfriends. Oh, oh, pumpkin. Child, she thought she was supposed to be in the opening credits. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, could you imagine if they did like a... um. Like, that was the last scene instead of the scene with William in the lineup. And it was, like, them doing the intro. And Yvonne tries to walk in. But they're like, wait, time out. What are you doing here? And she's like, well, I thought, nah. Nah, you wasn't thinking. Because if you were thinking, you wouldn't have thought that. They should have added that. That would have been cute. She doesn't even fit in with them aesthetically, either. Like, she's shorter and stuff. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. But we can't say, like, oh, you can't be our, our friends group, be in our friends group because you're not, you know, stick thin or, like... Girl, bitches be on know. that shit. They be on that shit. Black women, though? Girl, yes. Well, not necessarily because you're not stick thin. It's some shit where, you know, it's a girl thing universally, regardless of race. Where they be like, oh, well, we can't hang out with her because she's not cute. Girls do that shit. I just figure black women don't do that. Girl, yes, that's all women. The, the whole skinny thing, that's for the whites. But yeah, the black girls do the whole pretty thing. Wow. I mean, you know, a lot of people do the, um, some do the, oh, she can't hang out with us because she's too dark or. Of course, I, that's where light. I was going. They can't hang out with yeah. us because when you see a group of friends and they all mixed child and then you a dark skinned black girl and you try to, don't even. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> that's so sad, man. That, that just, ugh. But at this point, Lynn realizes that the reason Joan is an enabler is because she is the way she is. Lynn allows her to be an enabler mm-hmm. by being or appearing weak and appearing needy. So Joan takes on those responsibilities to try to help her out. So she decides to take herself out of the equation and says, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and as she's walking out the door, Joan is trying to stop her. And Tony's like, oh, my God, enable her to leave. <laughs> like, Joan, shit. Joan, Joan. She don't want to hurt nobody's but, feelings. Oh God, she needs to learn. Like, mm-hmm. So the girls are out at 847. Maya is really going through these hormone side effects. She's getting agitated by just sitting waiting for like two minutes like for the waters (laughs) and Yvonne shows up late and she's looking around and she's like wait is this my intervention okay I would have been like yeah yeah you know what you too loud and like you don't read the room enough you need to read the room you too extra what else what kind of intervention yeah you're extra um Um, some of the jokes be like inappropriate oh yeah we don't always want to talk about cop stuff. We don't always <laughs> want to do that. Actually, we don't want to do that at all. We don't like, care. not even a little um, bit. So, Joan's like, no, we're, this isn't your intervention. We're just making up for the other day. And Tony mentions, but if you could help out with some unpaid tickets, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. That'd okay. be a plus. We could talk about that, girl. Yeah, that's the one thing we can talk about <laughs> when it comes to your job. But the waiter actually brings the water to Maya and she hugs him 
around his waist. I'm like, dang, didn't you learn from last week you're being all touchy-feely with strangers and shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Philip the yoga instructor was with you. <laughs> but oh, okay. She's like, did you see that guy? She, he was all over me. And so, yeah, these hormones are really, really Fucking making her wall out. Mm-hmm. And this scene, you know, we see Joan very upset because no one has seen Lynn in three days. But Tony heard from her. And, like, I think she left a message on Tony's machine. Is that what mm-hmm. she did? She said she was alive. That's all we need to know. Yeah. If she right. alive and well, she can talk. She fine, girl. <laughs> yeah. But that's not enough for, for Joan. She wants to know if she's cold, if she's eaten, if she's if happy. she's sad, she got all her proteins, if she take her vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> Tony don't give a fuck she's like that's all I need to know you alive cool let me get on with my life but Joan just can't can't sit still with this and um, Yvonne said listen what I can do for you is put out an APB to find her I was like that's the cop stuff we need to be talking about mm-hmm. that's what I like see now you're being useful that's the fuck I'm talking about and Maya starts to cry. She starts to really cry at the table. And Joan thinks it's because Lynn is missing and she's worried. And Maya's like, no, I'm out of water. <laughs> <laughs> so these hormone treatments are really doing a number on her. And so since Lynn has been missing for three whole days, which isn't, she's not really missing, but yeah, Joan hasn't seen her physically. She makes flyers. So tell me about this flyer scene, because... Well, first it's of ridiculous. all, we get to see her in natural light outside in the daytime. Yeah, I don't think we got that before. We An haven't seen the sides girl frenzy at night. Yeah, in a minute. Well, no, not at all, actually. And then she's giving out the flyers. Have you seen this girl? She has, um, she has Lynn looking like a feed the children ad. I don't know, child. <laughs> she looking real malnourished and. <laughs> Why'd she pick that picture? That's, <laughs> that's why no one gave a fuck. Because they thought, oh, it's some, some junkie. Like, why are we looking for her? Mm-hmm. That's what she looked. She looked like in the photo. But continue. She on the corner giving out these flyers. And the people are taking one look at it. And then it's just filled up in the garbage. Like, and every time <laughs> someone passes by and she gives it to them, they put it in the garbage and go about their business. And I'm just like, y'all rule. Y'all don't wait till y'all out of sight before you throw the shit in the garbage. You gotta get at least two blocks away before you toss it in the trash. They rule. We all know this. We all know this. They do it right next to her. They don't care. (laughs) Then, she goes to the trash can, finds them, takes them out, and tries to hand them out to people again. Mm -mm. That's disgusting. Even pre-COVID, that's just, no. And so someone takes it, and she's standing right next to the trash can, and she just took it out, and the person puts it right back in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's that L.A. shit. I'm in New York. Yeah, that happens in New York all the time. We know. We're we're here in New York. We know know the protocol. We know what to do. But what was I going to say? Oh, nowadays, I don't even know if you do the flyer thing. You probably put it up on Facebook or something. No, nah, I've seen the flyer thing, though. I've seen both. They still do the flyers. For missing people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how effective you know, that is. Not everybody, um, not, you don't have everyone on Facebook. So with the flyers, you're reaching an audience that you wouldn't normally reach. I've seen it, though, like recently. Wouldn't it be cool if they were like, you know how they send out the Amber Alert texts? If they sent out photos 
You know, that'd be cool. The sense of people's phones, smartphones. Most people have those now. I think that would be lit if they did that. I also think it would be lit if they had like an emergency notification where you get it based on the area you're in, yeah. like on social media, as opposed to not just the not the phones, but like on social media, like on Facebook oh, or Instagram. Oh, like it, or it, it tracks your location through the social media app. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm I saying. think I think that'd be great, and the phones because they don't the Amber Alerts pop up based on your location of your phone. Your they nearby. do. Yeah, like if yeah. you're if you're in New York City, it'll pop up. But it's kind of like a big, um, it's a big radius though. Like I've gotten Amber Alerts where niggas took them when it was in Long Station. Island. Yeah, I'm like, chill. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. They might they might have started there and then came down to the city because there's more places to hide here. You can be anonymous. True. So, never know. I've never I've never found anybody though on there. I just get them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Especially like here when they're like Amber Alert and then they have a license plate number. It's like New Yorkers don't, we're not in cars a lot. We're so not in cars a lot, child. How are we going to? You need to send a, gonna... a picture of yeah, a salient. Yeah, picture would be better. That'd be better. We should write, our, write the people who are in charge of that and make sure they, they understand to update. But we are back with Yvonne and William. <sighs> yep. They are having lunch at 847. And Yvonne confronts William about requesting Joan to invite her to things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, Joan told me everything, including the thing about the woman on the side. And he's like, wait, there's no woman on the side. And she's like, ha, just checking. You don't know how many perps I trip up with that one. Okay, he's, he could be lying. Yeah, he definitely could be lying. Although I don't think William got no woman on the side. It's hard enough for him to get yeah, one woman in jail. She don't need it. She just believed him when he said it. Like, uh, okay. All right. Well, you trust him. You know, <laughs> Yvonne uh. is socially awkward, so I don't even think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you're going to trick him with that, then tr- don't trust his answer if he's that unreliable to where you need to trick him like that. I don't know. I sometimes see their interactions and I'm like, William is really the mature one in the relationship. He really is. And he that is. That's a lot. Right. Outside of the situation, outside of this relationship, he's mad and mature. But when he's hanging out with her, I look at him as like the moral, mental compass of the mm-hmm. whole situation. He's always trying to bring her back to reality. Mm-hmm. And she's always trying to run out of it. Like when he's like, I'm not a perp. I'm your boyfriend. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know, for now or whatever, like. And I'm just like, can we just be serious for a minute? Just like he can have a conversation with you. And funny enough, she ghosted him for three days, just like how Lynn was gone for three days. I, I remember hearing that in the mm. beginning of the scene. But he was like, listen, you know, I really do care about you and I want to hang out with you. But I just feel like we've been hanging out too much. Like we can't be all up under each other all the time. Okay. It's for the health of this relationship that we spend some time apart. I agree with that. I don't like to be all up on niggas either. You see a lot of that nowadays during COVID and during um, the quarantines that's been happening that a lot of relationships have been going downhill because people are spending too much time confined with their significant other in this quarantine. I, I don't know if I even like someone enough to spend that much time with them all the time. 
I couldn't imagine that. Like, I can't imagine liking somebody so much that you want to spend every waking moment with them. And I'm not trying to diss anybody out there who has that relationship. Shout out to y'all. If you find that, yeah, go ahead with your bad self. If you find that, you're blessed. I just can't imagine that. Or maybe codependent. Could be that. Could be that. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, that's 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 rare. That's very rare. So, I totally get what what William is saying. And once again, he sounds like the more mature person in this situation. Mm-hmm. So he offers to make it up to her by offering her flowers, mm-hmm. a massage and a gift. But she's like, nah, not feeling any of those things. Mm. So he's like, all right, what do you want? She says a key to the condo and a drawer. And he counter offers with a key to the building and a cardboard box. <laughs> he's trying to be funny that was cute hey that works I mean why would you I don't know if I can give you a key yet I don't even give you a key to my condo yet you've mm. shown me to be crazy unstable at times yeah and you've already busted well she did, she busted and the door was already unlocked but I don't know if I'd be ready to give her a key to the condo but after a little stare down he gives her the key William is so easy he doesn't even have a copy of the key, so he's like, I'll be home at 8. Please let me in. Oh. Dang, that's a lot of trust. That's I hear that. Okay. So back at Joan's house, Joan is pacing, pacing the floor. She looks nervous. And the phone rings, and she thinks it's Lynn. But it's her grandma. Aww. But we never find out what grandma wants or anything, because she's like, yo, grandma, we can't stop the line. So she puts her grandma off the phone to wait on a phone call from a grown-ass woman who has agency and is a full-ass adult. You really got to take the moment with your elders and answer the phone and talk to them. It's really important. Yeah, these old niggas, like, you got to sit there and listen (laughs) to what the fuck they got to say. (laughs) They old. Why you call her grandma old nigga? You You know, young niggas, old niggas. (laughs) Why you make her sound like that? (laughs) Oh my god, but she puts the phone down. Maya's over in the kitchen and she's dealing with this hormone thing pretty well, she says. And uh, she says that she's currently side effect free. And they're like, "Oh, that's great." And then she walks out of the kitchen and her feet are all bagged up and iced up, and she's walking with the bags on her feet to relieve mm-hmm. her hot flashes. And she's like, "Yo, you know what? Fuck this shit. I am getting the surgery. I'm going to have them cut this fibroid out." Wow. Good call. She's fed up. What do you mean good call? Wasn't, wasn't you against surgery before? I was, but I'm seeing all these side effects, child. She out here growing um, growing shit on her face, and then she hot, and she hugging the waiter like nigga done, done cured cancer. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta cut that shit out. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, good luck, uh, Maya, with your surgery. And I love how they added that little nugget into this episode because the next episode deals with her surgery. So they dropped that in for us. So the next episode will be all nice and set up with what's going on. So Mm -hmm. appreciate you, writers. So Yvonne found Lynn. She brings her back. I was like, okay, Yvonne's trying to really try out for this friends group. She is really trying to do her thing (laughs) so they can keep inviting her to things. Mm -hmm. So Lynn... Said she was house-sitting, but apparently Yvonne said she was trespassing in Bel Air. 
but it was really a house she was sitting. Mm. Joan says she was so worried. I was worried sick. Lynn said she was doing it on purpose because that's what hurt people do. Mm-hmm. And Tony says, great. Now if we can only get you to understand what working people do. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> And that's when Lynn's like, don't worry, I got a, I got a, I got a gig. I got a full-time gig. And they're like, yay! Finally. And they're like, so what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm going to be a full-time house sitter. <laughs> and they're like, uh, uh. Jill says it's not a real job. I mean, everything is a real job if you're getting paid for it. Yeah, if it's money involved. It's a real and- job, child. It pays you in, in, in U.S. dollars? You know, pesos, whatever. I mean, you can convert the pesos, I guess. <laughs> you can convert anything. But, you know, if they pay you in money that you can use to buy other shit, then it's a job. <laughs> and it's legal? Go ahead. Even if it's illegal. But, hey, girl, hey. Um, I guess. I did watch The Wire, and I did. I was like, <laughs> dang, them, them drug dealers, they was making millions. They're making coins dollars how 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 the drug industry is extremely lucrative why do you think so many people do it dude (laughs) but that many jesus they was pushing it they was pushing anyway i just started watching the wire this year during the panty I love how we have people have like nicknames for stuff like this. It's supposed to be serious. They'll say, yeah, they're in the panty. I started working out. Where that stimmy at? Yeah. I was like, yo, I gotta wait on this stimmy real quick. Yo, Black Twitter. Shout out to Black Twitter, yo. The best. Shout out. Undefeated. Without without black people, what would social media be? Nothing. Have you thought about that? Nothing. We make the challenges, we make the memes. All these little dance challenges that all these white people try to do, like the renegade, like... And then they're going to take the Harlem Shake and make it look like some shit where now they look like infected chickens dancing. (laughs) (laughs) That's The Harlem Shake was Mob D, Diddy. Remember that song where they was out here? Uh, I know. I know they had little kids. Little kids kids out here getting down. What they done turned this shit to? Oh, I fixing Jesus. It's it's also like watching the Renegade like become popular. Mm-hmm. It was made by that black girl. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew her name. I don't want to like. I'm I'm sorry if y'all know her name. Shout I'm out sorry. to her. I haven't looked it up. Shout out to her. Just seeing her do it and ha- her have the energy and like doing it right, and she looks into it, and then seeing a white person do it all like flat and like. Yeah, <laughs> she looked really good. Yeah, she did. When you dance. You gotta move like it's not just your upper body. You gotta have personality in this shit, like some that funk, too, some soul. These motherfuckers don't got no seasoning in they dance moves. It's just salt. It's barely even salt. Yeah, we be having old bay fucking adobo, like all of that shit, all that shit. Garlic, gotta, onion, garlic powder. <laughs> Hell yeah, but these I don't want to diss white people. I don't know if we should keep doing that. We're not dissing. <laughs> it's true. Not all it's true. whites. Not, Not all whites. There are some white people that can dance. I've seen it. But a lot of what I'm seeing on these little TikTok challenges that are started by black people, when it gets to the white side of things, they've taken all the... All the seasoning all the mm out of it. All the sauce. All the stank face out of it. It's looking very gentrified. I can't... And it makes me very upset because those are the ones that get the most views and mm-hmm. all that stuff and then we get left in the dust. Mm-hmm. 
And they run with but it. That's a whole that's a whole nother podcast though. So we're gonna chill on that. <laughs> um but Lynn says she's gonna do the house sitting thing until she figures out what she wants to do. And in between houses, I guess she's gonna figure out where she can live or whatever. And Joan's trying to show her some tough love by telling her, yep, because you, you can't come back here to this house. You you surely can't. Mm-hmm. But then she goes behind Tony and does the call me thing. <laughs> and and Tony sees her and, uh, and doesn't approve. And Joan says, okay, Lynn, you can stay here for another, I think she says three. And then Tony looks at her like, child, <laughs> if you don't. One and a half months. <laughs> Ooh, that's I'm like, dang, that's good. Mm-hmm. What's the good one? Joan just be like, yeah, just stay. However, I would be like, why well, need to get a job? I mean, obviously pay for food and shit, but Joan pays for everything. I wish I have friends as generous as Joan. She making money. Hell yeah. She be paying for shit. She got a big old house you can move into. She said in the earlier episode, she was like, yeah, she paid for the food. I think she said she did Lynn's laundry or something like that too. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the point? I want to be your friend. Shit where she just found out the link can cook. Yeah, she just found that out because she left a souffle in the uh, at the place she was house sitting. <laughs> so we'll see a lot of that in the next episode. There's a a big plot point where Lynn is living at Joan's house and Sean is there as well because he comes in and out. Mm-hmm. They have an interaction. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that on the next episode. But. There they go, dropping a nugget so that it can carry over, which is great. Appreciate that, Tim Edwards. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that scene. But we got one more exclamation point at the end of this one. Go ahead and tell me about William at the police station. You see William. He lined up. He's lined up as one of the suspects. I don't know what he gets out of this, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very odd. And he's asked to step forward. He's number four, which mm-hmm. is like... Yvonne said that's the one they usually have as guilty, mm-hmm. which is weird because whoever is picking this lineup must have heard that because they picked number four. And also, step forward. why would he be number four? If he's a, a volunteer, right? Which means he just came in there. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be number three? Shouldn't you have a choice? I have no idea. Knowing that's that information, William? That's a good point. I have no idea. Maybe he wants to live on the edge and see if, you know, maybe all the other times he just got bored of the monotony and was just like, you know what, this time I want to see if they'll actually pick me as guilty and see what happens to my life after that. But he's a lawyer. He shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. This could get him in a lot of hot water if someone sees him at this lineup or something like that, because Mm -hmm. they're going to have a lot of questions for him. They could get the wrong idea. Mm -hmm. It could be very misinterpreted. So he gets he gets told to step up, turn to the left. And he has to recite the line that was said during the crime. He looks terrified, by the way. <laughs> he looks very pensive. <laughs> and the line he has to recite is, Give me your purse, you skanky bitch, or I'll cut you. <laughs> the way he says that so monotone, it made me cry. It made yes. me giggle. He has like a, um, he looks like a deer in the headlights when he says it too. Like, no feeling or anything. He just looks scared. And that's the end of... The Declaration of Lynn Dependence. Screw. So my oh hell yes moment is when William was talking to Yvonne and he says that he kind of had to take, take some time away from her. 
and he did it for the health of their relationship. And he thought that if they they would smother each other if they didn't have other outlets. Hmm. Now that sounds very like like what is it like marriage boot camp, marriage counseling, relationship mm-hmm. counseling wise, like definitely a relationship strategy strategy that I agree with. Yeah, and like you can love someone. It's not that you don't love that person. It's just when you're around someone too much, like all the time. It's just it could be very monotonous and it can feel like you're being smothered. So you guys kind of got to go apart from each other for a bit to kind of miss each other. Mm -hmm. So you can come back together and be like, oh my God, I forgot how awesome you were. So you guys can appreciate each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? We should be relationship therapists. Psych! We should. I was thinking about that. (laughs) No, we should be. I was thinking like I was editing the episode 17, 16, whatever. I don't know. And I'm like, dang, we should really, like, give advice. But I'm not even that put together to be giving advice like that. Right. But like, I'm a hot mess way, myself. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. I'm not even setting a good example. Um, but there was some stuff you said in the last episode. You're like, ladies, listen. These white women, they are not your allies. <laughs> <laughs> they are not your allies. You cannot find allyship with these white women. They will always choose their race above their gender. And then you said the same thing about the black men. Like, once again, you're like, once again, ladies, black women, you cannot find allyships with these niggas. Mm-mm. Okay? I don't know who needs to hear this, but... <laughs> right. Louder for the people in the back. Because... But I was like, dang, I'm not put together enough to be giving people advice. But we do be dropping gems every now and then. Like, what's good? Can we get a pat Mm -hmm. on the back? Like, a tap tap? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, you know, some people say we we, we are part of their self-care. So let's let's just keep that going. (laughs) Get your chakras right or whatever. Whatever the fuck. Okay. So, my oh hell yes is Lynn becoming a professional house sitter. So, hear me out. Lynn is already always at the house anyway. So this is something that she can be like a professional at because it's a skill that she has been honing for the last eight years. She's making money doing some shit she gonna do anyway. So why don't you do that? Shit. You just unlocked the fucking cheat code. I'm saying. I didn't even think of that. What's good? You've been house sitting Jones and Tony's for how long? You might as well get a check. Oh, hell yes. Okay. Because initially when you said that, I was like, <laughs> house, full-time house sitter. What? How is that oh hell yes moment? But you really, you really did that. You really turned it around. That's I appreciate good, that. Lynn. She wants something. Yeah. So next episode is called Disregard. It is season one, episode 18. And you guys know the drill. Rate, subscribe, message us on Twitter at Hell Yes Girl. And that is the only social media we have at the moment. Maybe in the future we'll get more, but right now we only have the Twitter. Twitter is where I thought. Hell Yes Girl. Mm -hmm. Send us a DM. Talk to us. Chat with us. At us. Let us know what you're doing on Sunday, Self Care Sunday. We love to hear those stories. He said they don't, do they know that we record on Sundays? Well, today is Sunday, guys. We record typically on Sundays. <laughs> Just to let you know. Just to give you guys a behind the scenes of what we do around here. Hey, BTS. But meet us back next week 
with disregard. And if you guys don't know, this is Nettie. And this is Etsy. And we'll see you next week. Bow, 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 bow.